listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I am happy to be here as always. And you? Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Nice. Yeah, we're uh, getting to meet some new guests and yeah. get some great new shows on the go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Uh... And, and 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 today's guest, I think, um, you know, a very unique industry, no question about that, and certainly unique dynamics. But I think that in some way the challenge is more commonly held than people maybe think about. This notion of, you know, the, the, the kind of the go-to-market arm of the industry that is maybe closest to the customer maybe isn't always the Closest. closest to appreciating marketing yeah <laughs> and yeah. and there's a so yeah yeah today's guest i think has um has really navigated this in an interesting way and uh, i'm excited for today's show yeah it's certainly not a a common solution to this yeah. to this issue we've seen come up before and uh, and i really like how they've approached it so joining us today is cindy sim and cindy is the vp of marketing and business development at diamond fusion welcome to the cooler ring cindy thank you carmen and jeff i really appreciate the opportunity Guys, I don't mind telling you if you're listening here, this was a big win for me because I'm not actually visible on screen. Cindy suggested that I would not be referred to by my name. Because she can't uh, see you. Because she can't see me. And then I think I got mentioned first. So anyway, it's big. It's huge. <laughs> but, uh, we peaked early in today's episode. I don't think we'll wrap up just yet, though. No, no. I haven't offered anything no, of value. No. Really. So, yeah. Yes, <laughs> enough, enough about me. Let's talk about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cindy, tell us about yourself and uh, and what you do at Diamond Fusion. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Um, so Diamond Fusion International, we are a uh, manufacturer and developer of protective coatings for the glass industry. We also uh, service and manufacture uh, automated coating machine called the Fuse Cube Express and the Fuse Cube. And so what I do at our company is I oversee global marketing as well as business development for our protective coating and the automated machine. And I work with fabricators worldwide to offer our coating to their customers, which are not only glass shops, but uh, GCs, interior designers, um, manufacturers of all sorts. And we work in multiple sectors, residential and commercial. So um, we've also been around for a little more than 25 years and we're located in Irvine, California. Very cool. And would you say that, you know, your one of the hallmarks of your customer's product is that it includes your coatings and, and perhaps your processes in it. And, and that makes you really um, relevant and important to what they build. Yes, actually. Um, and so I do 100% agree with you. And I'm going to take a bit of a step back to explain, you know, the, the process and helping our customers. So um, as a manufacturer of a coating, a protective coating that makes glass easier to clean. It also protects the glass, protecting your investment from the outset. We actually try to partner with our customers. It's essentially a partner of a marketing arm. We like to help them not only sell and market Diamond Fusion, but essentially handhold them through the process because the end consumer is the really the, the customer for all of us. So it is critically important that we actually 
make sure that our product is sold um, to the end consumer. So how do we do that? What's the best way to do that? Well, we partner with the fabricator who then we help educate and market their customer, which is generally the glass shops, and then ultimately, you know, selling our product to the homeowner. And so it really is a it's almost like channel marketing. Um, and yet we've been very fortunate to have Im really impressive, open-minded customers that have allowed us to really benefit um, the homeowner through our work. And uh, so do, do, do you work directly with the glass shops as well uh, via the fabricators or do you arm the fabricators to be of service to the glass shops? I guess just how does that work? So um, the way the way it goes is our number one customer, our direct customer, I should say, is the glass fabricator. So we do a tremendous amount of work marketing the glass fabricator. And then generally their customer is the glass shop. So we market the glass fabricators, features and benefits, what they sell, whether they sell shower doors, whether they sell glass railings, whether they sell, sell interior glass, whether they sell storefronts. So we help that glass fabricator market Diamond Fusion to their customers. So again, their customer being the glass shop. Then oftentimes we will go out into the field, we call them retail ride-alongs, and we will go out into the field with our glass fabricators as the manufacturer's rep to help educate the glass shops. And they are the real important point of the sales process to ensure the glass shop has a true understanding of how to sell diamond fusion. So the homeowner understands all the benefits and the responsibilities when you buy a diamond fusion treated piece of glass. And uh, apologies for my ignorance on the glass market, but I'm just curious, um, <laughs> is, is there a, like, would the end consumer at some level um, uh, ask for the coding by name? Is it is the brand extending that far or, or has it not quite gotten to a point of consumer resonance? Um, we actually we do two types of marketing. So we do absolutely target the consumer. Even though our customer is the glass fabricator, I call it a bottom-up approach and a top-down approach. So with the top-down approach is, is really what I mentioned. It's going after the glass fabricator and then going after the glass shop. With the bottom-up approach, it's going after the consumer via Facebook, via SEO, and via house, via the social media platforms to get to the consumer and then we target up so then we want the consumer to walk into the glass shop and ask for diamond fusion by name so it is very very important that we get the consumer to know of us to know the benefits of diamond fusion protective coating not only on shower doors but we're starting to see a huge uptick in glass railings in um, glass tabletops. And the architect is also starting to design uh, using glass a lot more. So what is the best way to protect the glass um, than to have it protected with diamond fusion? So again, to answer your question, we do a top down and a bottom up approach to make sure the consumer is well aware of the name diamond fusion. Um... I don't want to presuppose too much, but I guess I'd be curious if you look at the split of your marketing or your, whether it's your marketing spend or, you know, energy uh, investment and time, uh, what have you, uh, kind of how does it break down between the, 
the pull and the push or the top top down and bottom up, I guess. Just help me understand in some ways uh, how you uh, – what level of priority you put to one versus the other. And I guess to lead the witness a bit, I would say it seems to me on the marketing to consumer side that trying to get your brand in front of a household, uh, a homeowner or what have you, that you can almost spend unlimited money there and uh, and be hard to know if you made a dent. Um Potentially, but again, I'm very much leading the witness now. No, excellent observation. Um, I would say it's it's probably a 60-40 spend, maybe a 70-30 towards the fabricators, in, in all honesty, because I think what we have learned is that if the fabricator carries our product and the fabricator believes in the benefits and more importantly if the fabricator has our machine so we have as i mentioned earlier we have an automated coating machine and the industry the glass industry specifically is going towards automation so you do want to get your glass treated by a machine as it's much more of a consistent coating um, every single time. And so once the fabricator has purchased a machine, they are invested in selling that product and getting an ROI. Therefore, they are more than likely um, going to market it and push it. And the key really is, is the manufacturer's reps. So I've always said that I can sell a CEO all day long and the CEO can buy the machine, however, is their salespeople, is their reps that actually are the ones that are really going to make a difference by selling our coding to the glass shops. So that's a critical component. And when we supply them with all of the marketing materials, we literally co-brand all marketing materials for the fabricator when they are a machine customer. We also do industry advertising within the glass industry so we advertise in glass magazine and us glass and glass on web to have the ability to push diamond fusion name with that glass fabricator we have seen excellent results getting that name out into the industry and then by educating the glass shop again i know i'm repeating myself but i think it's critically important that you see the supply chain that once the glass shop is educated with all the marketing materials that the fabricator is bringing into the glass shop and then the glass shop is then educating the homeowner oftentimes we see a uptick in the diamond fusion sales Therefore, then we balance it out with the 30 to 40% of the marketing spend to the consumer, whether it is SEO, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook. And we've seen, honestly, during COVID, we've seen a huge spike in Diamond Fusion requests because not only are they the consumer sitting at home and researching, but they're also investing in their homes and they want to protect, again, they want to protect their glass investment. So um, it's really a... Um, 60 40 spend 70 30 spend carmen yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, really, uh, it's really interesting I think. yeah and i, I you know i, I want to kind of back up to that back up to the top down is that uh. <laughs> i don't know um but i think but you know you, you you spoke about the pandemic and the impact that it's had but even before that i i think you know you would say that probably, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's unkind to suggest that the glass fabricators are necessarily not the best at marketing and you've become something of their outsourced marketing agency. How, how have you approached that with them? And, 
you know, is it the kind of thing that you're actually using as a differentiator when you go in to find your customers? Well, thank you for that great question, because that, <laughs> that um, leads the witness as well. So we learned um, a long time ago that the glass industry may not be the best, best marketers, and they are all welcoming of the marketing partnership. And so you also see that for years and years and years, you didn't have to market within the glass industry. It was the fabricators, it was word of mouth, it was referrals. And so I would say about maybe five to 10 years ago is when the glass industry really started embracing marketing and really saw the benefits. And so for the larger fabricators that may not have the opportunity and even going down to the medium-sized fabricators that don't have the opportunity or the bandwidth to market, they really embrace our marketing support. And we have come out of the gates as a true marketing agency for the glass fabricator. As I mentioned, we supply all of the materials. We write the content for their website. We create the videos for them. We create the social media for them. We create the email campaigns for them. We know that they don't have the bandwidth to market well, and some may not even have the experience. So when you buy Diamond Fusion, whether it is the hand applied product or the machine, you are going to get the support of the marketing team. And often, more times than not, that is what differentiates us from our competitors, because we're not just selling a coating, we are selling a strategic solution. And I know that sounds a little cachet or a little um, hyperbolic, but I do honestly believe when you are buying our product and our machine, you are getting a true partnership and we it is a win-win because the more we support them, the more opportunity they have to sell Diamond Fusion. Hmm. Do you throttle that based upon uh, the amount that they spend with you or... Uh... Uh, do you have a kind of a ramp up time that uh, a fabricator might have, but then maybe then it's, uh, their marketing support gets uh, adjusted based upon how much business they're throwing your way? Yes, um, without a doubt. So if you're a machine customer and you've purchased a machine, we go all out for you. Um, it is, again, the benefit for both of us to help them market to the best of our ability. So if you are a machine customer, we give you, you know, the five-star treatment within the industry, et cetera. If there is potential for a machine purchase, we will also go out five-star. Um, it is critically important that we get the word out for these fabricators because there's a lot of competition out there. There is a lot of opportunity for our competitors to step in front of us. However, if they have the support of all our marketing, if they have all the co-branded materials and they are interested in a machine, it really sets the foundation for a good relationship. And um, we do scale back should we need to, but generally we're scaling up for our machine customers. Hmm. I mean curious i mean do they uh, does it ever get to a point where they kind of start treating it like a bit of an all-you-can-eat buffet like do you have to uh do you have to uh, put the brakes on this at any point because i could see this being a bit addictive i might hire you to do some marketing for me <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yes, yes and no. Um, And the reason why I answer it like that is, again, we, you know, in all transparency, it's a printer and ink model. So you buy the machine and where we make our revenue obviously is in the cartridges. Okay. So you are going to, the more cartridges you buy, the more revenue you make. So the more opportunity for us to sell is better for us. Now we do watch, I watch all my customers, uh, their order and their order history. And if I see a dip in their order history, I will call them. What can I do to get that, you know, production back up. I really watch the order history. And if I need to fly out to the customer to see if I can go on the road with them face to face to increase their production, I will absolutely do it. Um, It is really, again, I, I know I said this before, but it's really important that we monitor the customer because as it does fluctuate, you know, um, obviously the economy is a bit of a, uh, fluctuating as we speak right now. So we want to make sure that the homeowner is getting all the advertising as possible. So right now we're ramping up our consumer marketing to make sure the consumer goes and asks for Diamond Fusion by name. So it's it's a balance. But I think watching our customers, you know, daily looking at the order reports daily to see what's shipping and if a large order is shipped you know i reach out i thank the customer if they haven't ordered in a couple months i reach out and i say what can i do to help you so it's it's really monitoring um what's going on with each customer Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. Now that you've, uh, you, you mentioned the consumer side of it again, I guess uh, I am curious. Uh, they have this uh, thought that there's going to be a whole lot of marketers out there that had some slam dunks on social media during COVID because because they could yeah captive audience right and i i think we're going to create some benchmarks in those campaigns that won't be seen again for a number of years Mm. Uh, i can think of one recent guest on the show actually where um i i would say that would be the case for them um uh, so i guess i'm just curious i mean as you're are you finding right now as you're starting to go back to market a little bit more aggressively on the consumer side here we are in q2 of of, of 2022, are you starting to see a bit more of a return to pre-pandemic uh, level of engagement, et cetera, on the social side, or are you still keeping those high watermarks that you've experienced in the early COVID days? That That's a great question, actually, because we're actually fortunately still seeing an increase in social media. We're still seeing a lot of action. We're still seeing the consumer um, engage with us. We have a find a dealer locator on our website, which is incredibly important. So when the consumer sees advertising um, on any of our social media platforms, 
um, they can go to find a dealer. And so we monitor that. Um, obviously, we're heavy into SEO and we are sharing our consumer marketing with our fabricators so that they can see that we're driving business to the glass shop. So again, um, to kind of give you a roundabout answer, you know, it is a top down, bottom up approach because I want my fabricators to sing that we are pushing consumers, driving consumers to the glass shop, whereas the glass shop is doing business with ABC Fabricator because they sell diamond fusion protective coating. So fortunately for us, we're still seeing a high level of engagement. Um, and we do hope that's going to continue, but we're also monitoring the economy. We're monitoring the glass industry and what it looks like. And because we're heavily involved in residential and the hospitality industry, we're monitoring um, all commercial development as well. I think it's really interesting because, you know, as you mentioned, you have the find a dealer feature on your site. You're also playing a bit of a support and service role as well for those end consumers, which you know, is, is something that great marketers in a, in a pure B2B play are learning is important these days. But I think it's especially interesting when you're doing it as kind of, a, you know, two or three levels away from the consumer and kind of providing that air cover and support on the service and warranty and, and support side of things. How is that a, has that always been part of the offering or is it something that you've kind of learned as you've developed these these more kind of 360 degree relationships? So we've learned the hard way, the importance of supporting the consumer. And we have learned also that oftentimes glass fabricators and their customers don't necessarily, and I shouldn't say don't want to support the consumer, but they don't necessarily want to take on additional warranty. So what we do is we support the residential market with our warranty customer service center. So we have a customer service center that supports the shower door residential warranty, the residential glass railing warranty, and the residential uh, residential window warranties. So all three, the windows, the glass railings, and the shower doors, we take the calls. And for anybody on this, uh, listening to this podcast, taking calls from consumers is a lot. So when you get a <laughs> so yeah, so when you get a call from Mrs. Smith, um, you know, whether it's in Canada or in the United States, and she has a issue with her glass railings or her shower doors, we take the calls when it's regarding diamond fusion. So again, we have learned through the process of giving the best level of customer support for our glass fabricator and glass shop customers, the importance of speaking with the homeowner. And so not only do we take the calls, but we give the, um, the customer, the fabricator, the glass shop, the warranty cards, and they have a unique code specifically for the fabricator. So we know who is applying the diamond fusion again whether it's on windows whether it's on glass railings or shower doors we know if it's abc fabricator and they sent out thousands of shower doors um, we know exactly who treated those diamond fusion shower doors so there is a 
very important process that takes place with helping the consumer. And we've also realized the importance of that. And quite honestly, what a selling point that is. So again, that's part of our marketing. That's part of our sales support. And when you have an opportunity to sell your product and sell it as a service, you want to not just offer a coding, you want to sell the whole service including taking care of the consumers as part of the service. And it's we've done very well taking those calls. Man, it's just, it goes against what so many manufacturers, <laughs> I mean, they just do not want to deal yeah, with customers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the end people. The, I mean, the, <laughs> oh, it seems dangerous. Um, uh, but it, 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 to your point, I mean, it gives you an incredible lens into partner performance management. You can kind of uh, know who's uh, on the fabricators and on the glass shops who 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 is doing well and who maybe needs some additional training on even a piece of equipment. I would think. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We monitor if we get more than three or four calls in a quarter from one particular fabricator. You know, Carmen, you just hit the nail on the head. We know that they need training or their machine may need some servicing or they're not applying it correctly. So we monitor all of that and we don't generally bother the fabricator until there is a number of calls that have come in over a quarter. So we monitor the customer service calls. Is there something that we need to do to improve our FAQs online? when a consumer registers their warranty on our website we send them an email thanking them and then here's a list of faqs here's our phone number here is anything you need um, to help you care for your diamond fusion treated glass and so we do know the importance of helping the consumer and how important it is for our customers to feel like we are taking some of the work off of them man what a what an incredibly proactive way of protecting your own brand too yeah the early warning sign oh yeah yeah that. no yeah. you're, you're going to see that well before you know things start coming in after it's had to go through several other channels mm. first mm. Yeah, yeah i love that that's really cool i have i have a weird little technical question for you um and it's not about glass coatings because i wouldn't know what to ask but you, you <laughs> mentioned that you're preparing a lot of content for your customers for the fabricators and things like that have you run into any issues where I don't know how much you're customizing it for each one, but are you running into any issues where you have duplicate content problems or anything like that in terms of indexing? Or is it all just so specific and geographic that it doesn't matter? Well, we, you know, fortunately we haven't run into any problems. We have, um, we call it a style guide. We have an online style guide for our machine customers and our hand applied customers. And it's all imagery that we've taken ourselves. It's all videos we've taken ourselves. The content is something that we create ourselves. Um, we have, you know, an amazing team marketing team here at DFI that produces all of our own content and I am highly involved with our fabricator customers. So testimonials from our current customers, video testimonials from our customers. Um, you know, we really focus on ensuring the quality of the content is not only beneficial for obviously DFI, but to promote our customers. So um, having, as we all know, content is king, having a diversified content, um, you know, streamlined is very important. So we are huge advocates of social media and email campaigns and um, having beneficial content for the industry is very important. So 
We have our content that has been developed not only for glass fabricators, and then we also have content that is targeted to the glass shop. And then we have content that is targeted to the homeowner. And then we also have various different target audiences. So if we are marketing to the residential shower door company, that's very different on marketing to an architect. We have a huge architect um, campaign outreach program where we work with the American Institute of Architects and we work with um, GBCI, which is the Green Building Council. And so we do webinars to architects. And again, marketing to an architect and interior designer is far different from marketing to the consumer. So we have, an, like I said, an amazing team of players here who have different roles to create content, to make sure it's diversified and it's released on all our platforms. I'm thinking back, Carmen, to our episode with Vince Vandenbrink from Breakhouse. He's an architect uh-huh. and uh, he had a, a specific incident with a curtain wall um, fabricator mm-hmm. that they specced and what, what was it? It had gone completely sideways and it had to be thing- replaced. It was, I, I seem to remember it was like a quarter of a million dollar error or something. Yeah. And, uh, I think they got sent a coffee mug and a hat or a, a water bottle or something yeah, to try to make up for it. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the marketing to architects thing is, <laughs> is a, is a special art. They, they have very unique needs. Well, and not only that, but they, uh, people that market to them, I think Vince uh, pointed out, a lot of them do the same thing. Yeah, it's like lunch and learn a go go. Yeah, all day every day, and I think you know, Vince would really appreciate yeah. this perspective. Yeah, bad sandwiches and even worse brochures. You know, <laughs> uh, so sounds like we're doing something a bit better here. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we try. We try. I mean, it's as they are um, a unique bunch, but they are so critical and they are so insightful into the the whole process of what we all do. And so it is very important to include the architect and, you know, the GC and we need to be specced in the design phase. I can't tell you how often we get phone calls that they want our product applied after construction. So as you can figure, it is far more cost effective to have diamond fusion applied at the design phase at the fabricator level with a machine rather than to send a team of hand applicators to a job site after completion. So spending time educating the architect community is very important. So we just have to know that the content and the marketing campaign is going to be different for the architect versus the glass fabricator. For sure. No, it's, I can only imagine what applying the uh, the coding in situ would be like. <laughs> it's got to be way less clean an environment to put on something that probably has to be perfectly clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's very expensive, you know, it's very expensive. And so, you know, and I, and I, it's funny, I actually do a lot of architect webinars and some lunch and learns and the importance of educating the architect at the, you know, at the beginning is so important. And I, I, I understand that projects can become over budget. I get it. But I am telling you when I get a call from an owner saying, I wish I knew about this, um, it's it's enlightening and frustrating. So um, again, you hit the nail on the head. It's probably 
double the cost, if not triple the cost to apply it on site with insurance and, you know, everything you could think of liability, then just to have it applied by a machine in the factory. <laughs> I'd be curious as we're uh, probably reaching towards the end of our, our time together. I, I just, um, you know, I think when you're crafting marketing support for the fabricators in the glass shops, you probably have, you know, I can't imagine that there's some times that there, maybe there's a, something that you uh, didn't think would go over that well and dramatically exceeded your expectations or vice versa. You were really excited to get this out of the community and it just completely flopped. I'm curious on either side of it. Uh, what, what stands out in your memory is I didn't expect that to either work or that well or work that poorly. Well, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take the one that we were very excited that it's doing so well because we we had I don't want to say low expectations but we just weren't sure if the industry and the homeowner was ready for it is to apply diamond fusion to glass railings so I had been following the trend of architects specking glass railings more and more and it is not only a design feature but we're seeing glass railings, not only on high rise residential, on hotels, but as you know, a really a true design element. So I thought, what a great place for diamond fusion. So about two and a half years ago, I started marketing glass railings. I started approaching glass fabricators. Glass fabricators are a little slow to go to market with something new unless they can really feel and talk and touch with their colleagues. However, I found that architects really thought what, you know, what a, a great opportunity. So we started marketing and started marketing. And again, not a lot, not a lot of interest. And it was honestly during the shutdown during COVID is when the calls for glass railings, when the fabricators started embracing it, when we started working directly with glass railing manufacturers. And now I would say that it's easily 50% of our machine customers are treating glass railings in their Fuse Cube Express. We actually just did a survey and asked, what is the, you know, what is the glass type that you are putting in your machine? And we had shower doors 50% and we had glass railings 50%. I would never have expected that huge spike in glass railings in a two-year period so we are pleasantly surprised we are getting so many views and likes on social media for glass railings and it's really becoming as standard as the shower door market so not only is are, is it easy to clean coating but if you think about glass railings up high how difficult it is to clean the outside of the glass railing so this just makes it easier to clean and glass railings are treated on both sides of the glass so again much easier to clean with so much human interactions even with interior glass railings so think about all the interior glass that you see within malls within office buildings within the hospitality it is so much easier to clean when you protect your glass on both sides um, of the railing so again a positive in an environment that we really weren't sure if it was going to um, really take off. So we are thrilled with that. Hey, it's great that you were, you know, prophetic enough to be able to see that this was potentially going to be a thing, and then had the ability to follow through with it when the opportunity was more more obvious to others. Yeah. 
I really like that. Cindy, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and expertise with the, the listeners today. I, I just really enjoyed this conversation. Well, thank you, Carmen and Jeff. I really appreciate you calling on me and having me on your program. So thank you again. Great to have you. Thanks. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.